Hello and welcome to yet another Walk and Talk, uh, as we're doing every fr Wednesday, I should say, uh, from seven o'clock. And today we have none other than Mr. Paul Koncheski. Hello, Paul. Hello. How are you? Not bad. Yourself? All good. Yeah, not bad. The family okay during this crisis, should we say? Yeah, touch wood. Uh, hanging in there. Um, lucky enough to have a, a nice garden and uh, the, the weather. So it's helping a little bit with it. the kids can get in the garden and run around. Yeah, that's the main thing, isn't it? You know, it's, it's, it's a bit crazy being on a lockdown, but obviously we're here today to talk about the, the Europa League journey. Can you believe it? Was Lee, can't wait. Lee can't wait. Lee can't wait. I love it. I could talk about it all day. <laughs> it's crazy. It's crazy. Ten years ago, we played Wolfsburg. Um, wow. Uh, I, I generally can't believe it's ten years since since that momentous season, that momentous journey that, that you and the lads took us on um, as a fan. It was just just blew my mind how um, we we achieved what we did. Um, but obviously, we played Anchor Perm. I know we played Vector at the first game. Uh, you played in it. Um, obviously, going into that game as a team, how did you feel? Did you feel come what may? Bearing in mind we started in June. Uh, come what may? Did you did you nice, foresee? Nice. Did you foresee us in the final, or did you just see it as a sort of a pre-season friendly, just kick the ball about and just just have a laugh sort of thing? You know, you know that them, them games we started in June, so it was really early. Um, and I think let's let's be honest. You go get in the Premier League, you just survive. Um, and that, that's what it was about. You know, you want to be in the Premier League. So uh, them, them games in the, in Europe were basically friendlies for us, ready to for the season. Because if, if you spoke to Roy and the owner at the time, Al Fired, he would probably tell you the same, that um, the league was more important to us. So um, let's just use these as free, uh, friendlies and, and, and start the Premier League on fire. So, yeah. to, so to qualify in the, in the group stages, then it gets down to the, the, the real business and then, then you, you start thinking, well, why don't we give it a go? Now, obviously, we got into the group stages, played um, CSKA to Sofia first away game. Uh, but I want to drag you to one game and every 5th of November... I tweet it all the time. You and Eric Neverland getting sent off. Um, I was in the stadium <laughs> Olympico and it just blew my mind. Personally, I still hate that ref. I can't stand him. <laughs> what he was doing, I didn't know anything. I was just, it, we were so far away from the ground, uh, from the pitch. It was Miles just, Miles. It, it was it was unbelievable. But to see, to see us at the stadium Olympico, obviously we're all the same age sort of. And, as kids growing up every Sunday, we would watch um, Go Lazio. Uh, it was, and to see Fulham in this stadium, this iconic stadium, really, I, it kind of chokes me up a bit. And I think I'll say that for a lot of Fulham fans. I didn't think we envisioned us playing Rome in any time soon, or let alone in the stadium Olympico. Even when you played that Fulham uh, when I was there, it was probably like a, a dream, like you say. You, you, you grow up uh, watching watching Italian football on a, on a Sunday afternoon, nothing else to do. So you watch that and you and you and you dream of maybe going to that. And we, you, have been lucky as a fan and as a player to go and play there for for the club. Oh, massively, massively, massively. Obviously, you got sent off, so you had a had a few suspensions then. Um, <laughs> 
let's just <laughs> let's just get to the better games. The the massive game I think everybody wants to know about would be uh, the Juventus. Um, let's go through the away game. Another game that I was at, it was freezing. But again, like we said, exactly the same. Football Italia, again, watching Juventus. We went out there, come back. And I just thought to myself, we've just lost 3-1 to Juventus. I got stick for from work, going out there, taking two days off work. And we lost. I went, mate, I've just seen my team, little old Fulham, play Juventus. My life is done. I'm happy. I'm happy. And I, I thought to myself, we're having at our ground. But obviously, as we, as, as we find out, Trezeguet scored in two minutes and it was an uphill struggle. But what I truly believe that night, I, I, I don't think I'd ever see a better game in all my life than I did that night. It just blew me away, obviously. As a player, how did you feel going into that game? 3-1 down, uh, playing Juventus and then going back to the cottage, just a six o'clock kickoff. And we go 1-0 down with Trezeguet in a couple of minutes. Yeah, listen, you, you play Juventus probably one of the best teams in Italy at the time. So they're playing against, like you say, Trezeguet, Del Piero. The players they had was unbelievable. But uh, being 3-1 down and then 4-1 down early on, um, you, you just don't want it to be be, be a high score, you know. Um, and I, all I remember is the first goal, uh, I set up Bobby. And then the, mm -hmm. the last goal I remember is obviously Clint, Clint's uh, magical chip that went in the fast stick and... The rest is history. Really. Yeah, you know, that 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 goal is still a bit blurry. I don't, I don't really remember. <laughs> it's a bit blurry, but listen, understandable. It, it, that goal is still, still everywhere. <laughs> I think that, that goal is still, still on my leg. I'm convinced. <laughs> I just flew downstairs. I was just, I was just down fast. So, so after that game, obviously, you went back in the dressing room. I left the ground and caught up with a few mates of mine and none of us said nothing to each other the whole way to the pub we were just absolutely blown away by what we've just seen believe it yeah uh, obviously going back into the dressing room was what was a buzz like were you uh, how were you as a group obviously you were very close clearly you were very close did you really yeah. start to think did you really start to think that maybe something could happen here because i remember you obviously saying at the start that start of the season you treat it as sort of a friendly game you know you saying that everyone's saying you know the league is the most important thing yeah. you know you need to stay in the premier league the money there and all that sort of stuff at that point round of 16 do you think at that point something could happen here boys that was a magical moment well yeah of course you, you get out of the group stages and you and you play the teams like juventus and and you beat juventus you, you've got to be thinking cool yeah we can kind of run here uh, we, we'll play whoever and we, 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 we'll put our body on the line and we could probably beat anybody. And I think it proved what you just said, Lee, how close the, the group was at the time and the, the manager included, the owner yeah. included, how close we all was to, to get so far in, in, in the cup. I, I, I personally think if you look back on the paper, we weren't the, the best team ever. But what we did have was camaraderie compassion like we were together and I, I on the walks i kind of stressed this as well um I, I like i said to you earlier paul um a lot of people say to me we're on the walks at three o'clock in the morning beat up in scotland mansfield wherever and they always say to me oh, who do you support i'm a Fulham fan da, da, da. oh the europa league journey and it just literally i could talk about it all day every day and there's so many people that take so much they, they, they all, no one remembers Middlesbrough getting to the final a couple of years before. Everybody always remembers Fulham. And it's just something that's always just baffled me how so many people remember our journey. It was just it was just something so special and it brings back so many good memories. And 
obviously, we've got to ask a question, obviously, because there's a few Fulham shirts behind Juventus. I remember you swapping a shirt with someone. Whose shirt did you get? <laughs> yeah, good shirt. Nah, I got Chelsea guy. Oh, man, what a shirt. You can't, you can't, can't beat that. You can't beat that. Obviously, after that, we went to Shakhtar. You didn't play in Shakhtar. Uh, we had, well, let's talk about 10 years ago today. Uh, it was Wolfsburg. We beat them 2-1 at home. Obviously, we're going over there. Every, all us fans were so excited. I remember, again, flying over there, not sleeping, super excited. And finally getting there into the ground, beautiful ground. And Bobby does what he does within 30 seconds. Was just, 21 seconds. When did I see it earlier? 21. Yeah, I saw it. was just, uh, and I'm, I'm a bit superstitious. And I was standing on the pole. The railing um, where the crash barrier is, and I refused to get down. I was like, "If I get down, we're gonna lose." I, I'm very superstitious like that, and I just the whole game I spent just, "Come on, I don't believe this." And then, did you, as a group, I'll reiterate what De Deacon said? Did you, as a group, feel then after that game that this is this is it? We we can do something really really big. Obviously, Shakhtar were were an absolutely amazing side, probably one of the best sides I've ever seen down at Fulham. Absolute yeah, phenomenal side. I go back to the Juventus game. I think once when you play teams like that and you can get a result, you, you take you take anyone you know along the way. And I think we, and we proved that. Like you say, you go to Shakhtar and they come to us and we, and we get through them. We play Wolfsburg. We go out to Wolfsburg and we get a result there. We we, we we was a we was a great great bunch of boys. Manager whoever whoever played if it, if it weren't the same eleven, we we had that togetherness. We all wanted everyone to do well. So whoever played at the time, and like you said, we didn't have one massive player. We had yeah. all we had all players that worked hard, wanted to do well, and we all stuck together. And I think that was, that's why we went so far. Yeah, I, I, I totally agree with that. You can see that on the pitch. You know, I've my little boy Billy. He, um, I made him watch the season review many a times, the Juventus game many a times. He ain't got no choice. It's just like, right, Bubs, we're watching this. End the conversation. <laughs> Learn your history, and and he he talks about it, and um, it's just it's just showing the next generation what what is achievable when you come together. You know, you might not be the best people, but to, collectively, you are the greatest. Yeah. Uh, um, so moving on. Moving on to the fight, well, semi-final, we went out to Amber, uh, drew nil nil out there. Uh, that was a fun trip. Uh, never did I envision that we'd be back there for the final. Um, <laughs> and it was in the square, it was crazy. And obviously, come back to our ground and Petrov scored free kick. We're going at half-time. I still remember their fans singing, football's coming. Boom. It's coming. You know, <laughs> the right up. But then... What again? Another magical night down at Craven Cottage. It was just, it was just dreams made. I don't believe what I was seeing when, when Simon Davies put that that ball. Well, when Gira scored, then Davies scored. It was just, I, 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 I don't know what happened. I just kind of threw myself wherever. I was just in literally euphoria. Obviously, <laughs> I see, I see. I've done a little bit of research on the on the games and so forth, and I've seen you particularly, Paul. Every game you've played. You've always congratulated the, the the goal scorer before anybody else. You seem to be everywhere <laughs> where the goal scorer is. It's, it's kind of like it's quite weird. And I've thought to myself, he must be loving this. He must be like this. Must be dreams are made of. And yeah, but like, like I, I said, Lee, I just think how close we was. We all wanted to do well. So I think one, when when someone scores or makes a goal, you you congratulate them as well because. It's a massive part of it. 
and mm. and we like I say we, we were we were so close on and off the pitch. We used to do things off the pitch all together. So we we had that togetherness, and I think like you say, it, it proved all the way through. Do you, do you think Roy was a massive catalyst for that? Yeah, massively. Roy... Yeah, um, individually as a collectively, he he was someone that you you would want on your side, and uh, the the strength he had was he wanted us all to be together on and off the pitch. If if, if we weren't training, be together, go for some food, and do this and do that. So he brought that to the club, and I think that that's oh no, something there. No, you're still alright, mate. Yeah, and that, and that's why. No, I, and I think that's why we we were we were so close because if we weren't training, we was together having food or going go karting or paintballing. So we was always together. A uh, bunch of Herberts, I bet. <laughs> always playing some trick. I can guarantee you. <laughs> so obviously, we go to the final. Um, well, actually, let's talk about Hamburg. Let's go back to Hamburg at, at home. Uh, away because there was a volcano wasn't there there was that volcano yeah. problem and you had to travel via the coach yeah how was that because <laughs> <laughs> there's a few of the fulham lot that had to do that we got the first flight out of gatwick i think it was i think we got the first flight out of gatwick but you were playing if i remember rightly you were was Breda hangerland playing football on the motorway am i, am I right in saying that stopped. yeah we, we got stopped in the um traffic or whatever and it was Roasting not, nothing to do. <laughs> sitting on the coach, you had to get off, and we we're just playing like two touching in in the road and that. So, <laughs> um, but listen, I love it. That, that's part and parcel of it, and that's and that's why I mean we're so close. We, you, you go that far on a on a on a bus in to play in a semi final of a game, you know. So um, it was a great bunch, and it, it like you say, it feels like yesterday. It's ten years ago. So going on to the final, what was the what was the mood like within the camp? Obviously, playing Atletico Madrid, who were who had a good strong side. Um, I think as a fan, it was pretty much I can't believe what we're seeing. It was just just dumb, dumbfounded. It was just we're back in Hamburg for a final. Never in my life did I ever envision Fulham getting into a European final ever. Ever, I was quite happy with just kind of staying in the Premier League. You know, last minute. Well, Danny Murphy goal up at, down at Portsmouth. I'm quite yeah. happy with that. <laughs> that. That's me. I'm happy with that. But this was new territory. I've never seen Fulham in a cup final. The last cup final was 1975, which obviously I wasn't born. <laughs> Some would differ. Um, obviously, how was that for you lot as a, as a collective group? Uh, did you feel you could take on the challenge? Um, yeah, listen, we knew it was going to be a hard task, but the teams we beat along the way, why couldn't we give it a go? You know, and you look back now, you, you're so you're so close, but so far away from getting a result. There, you you plan that. You look back at their team now, and you. <laughs> I'm just looking. Yeah. You put at that time, you don't really. The higher you probably didn't know of, and people like that, you didn't. Aguero, really, Aguero, none of them, you know. And yeah. unfortunately, Reyes obviously passed away, but he. We know him from Arsenal, but he was at Atletico. He got four land and scores thousands of goals. So when you look back, you think their squad and their players they had, and we come so so close to to, to winning that game. It was probably a gutting because it's a dream to get in the Europa Cup final and try win the final. But like you say, the teams we beat along the way and give them a good go to the end 
was probably the probably one of the best days the clubs are ever going to have. And obviously, I've had a no, final. Hands up all day long, all day long. You know, I, after the whistle went, I kind of thought to myself, wow, each and every one of you, I'm going to buy each and every one of you a pint at one point in my <laughs> life just to say thank you. And, you know, 10 That's years on, I still, <laughs> I still talk about it. It's just it's me and my boy, my, we, we always talk about it. And, and like I said to you earlier, it comes up a lot on the walks uh, overnight yeah. and where people are trying to talk and men are trying to talk. And obviously, it's what we're trying to achieve. But um so I, I believe you've got got the the runners up medal with you. I, I have my yeah, I, I've got oh, it out. Look, oh man, that is unreal. Yeah. Pristine condition, of course. Yeah, it's silver, but it's um. I mate, you're you're a legend. All, all everyone at Fulham will easily buy you a pint every you come down to Fulham. <laughs> I guarantee you that. It's Paul Kajewski. Get him a pint. <laughs> you'll, you'll never go dry, mate. You'll be quids in. You'll be. You be looked after. Don't worry. I, I believe Deacon wants to ask you a few questions as well now. Yeah, obviously, kind of fanboy you know, over as, it. As I said, as I said, Lee was going to go absolutely fangirling on you there. So <laughs> I thought I'd just leave him in his little moment. You can see him, he's like, you know, it's Christmas morning. You know, he's, he's in a great, great mood. But uh, yeah. obviously, as you know, Paul, we do uh, the mental health thing, um, and one of my uh, passions is uh, obviously it's not every day I get to speak to someone uh, like yourself, Paul. Uh, about certain situations, you know, when it comes to the end of playing football, um, obviously uh, you pretty much hung your boots up uh, back in 2018. Uh, was it East Thurrock? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, um, yeah East Thurrock United. Uh, obviously the progression, you, you, you play for so many clubs um, over the time, you know, playing for your boy club west ham as well uh in the early days um was it always that was it always that was it always the thing to start uh you know at the club that you did and then make progression through the clubs or would you have preferred to have been the guy that sort of played for one club and then stayed there uh, or did you enjoy the journey that you went on uh, and you were obviously resilient enough mentally uh, and physically to be able to because it's not you know some people get homesick and stuff like that was it something that went through mentally was it was it tough? Um, listen, everyone, every, every little boy's dream is to be a footballer, which I was lucky enough to go and do. So, um, when when you start out at sixteen years old, I just wanted to be a footballer. I wanted to play football, so I started at Charlton. Um, and listen, you, you don't know your journey as, as a kid. You don't sure. know your journey. So, um, I, I was just happy to play professional football. Um, and I was lucky enough to play from such a young age till till up till I finished. But the journey I went on was for the first few years. I, I was in London really a lot, you know. I went to Charlton, West Ham, Fulham. I went Tottenham on loan. Um, so I had, I had four or five London clubs, which for me was perfect because I'm a London boy and sure. Uh, I, I never ever thought about uh, going anywhere else. I ended up going. Obviously, to Liverpool, which at the time is uh, that was straight after Fulham. Yeah, <laughs> at the time it was um, just I had a little girl; she was twelve months old, and my wife. So there was three of us. So it was quite hard um, to move my family up as well as myself. So at the time, I, I, I had to do it because it it wasn't down the road. So we all moved up, and it plays a big part, you know, because. Sure. I go out. I go out to work and have 30, 30 new friends every day. 
my wife comes up and has nobody. So uh, that part of the, part of the life is, is obviously quite hard for for family. No, I can appreciate that. It's 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 an amazing journey, and and as you said, you 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 know Premier League, you've played for a lot of and played at the high end for such a long time as well. That's it's obviously testament to your. Uh, you obviously your your ability uh, and everything like that. Um, after Liverpool, you went to uh, Nottingham Forest on loan, uh, Leicester City as well. Um, took the took the step to the Championship and then made it back with Leicester City back into the Premier League. Uh, that must have been an interesting experience. Uh, getting uh, getting promotion. How how was that? Yeah, obviously I, I obviously left Liverpool um, for for obvious reasons, but. I had to step down to come back up, which I had no no qualms about doing. Um, I went to a great side in Leicester with with fantastic owners, and uh, they want their ambition was to go get straight up, and they wanted to win the Premier League. Which, for lucky them for, for Leicester, that they've done it. Um, but it, it, listen, I wanted to play football, so if I had to step down, I, I stepped down, and we had a great side there and got promoted. So it was it was another. Uh, great, great experience for me to get get promoted from the Championship into the Premier League and and spend another three or four good years there with Leicester. Fantastic. I've got, I've got a quick question. Obviously, get being a West Ham supporter growing up, your first England game was at Upton Park. How <laughs> how was that? How wow! That must have been what a stroke of luck. Let's be fair. Come on. And what happened? Yeah, of course. Uh, obviously, yeah. uh, West Ham uh, fan. Playing at Upton Park, playing for my country is is a, a massive dream. dream. Comes up, you know, um, you, you you dream about playing for your country, but you you never think it's going to happen as a kid. I was lucky enough to do it at the club that I supported it as in West Ham, Upton Park. So I bet that's very. I bet so. was that one of your favourite football memories? That's got to be up as one of the rest, if yeah, not the best. Like, I'll say to loads of people, I've got three or four good memories in. in in, in me, I've got obviously making my England debut, the two cup finals, the FA Cup final, Europa League Cup final, and obviously promotion with, with, with Leicester as well. Now, you scored in that FA Cup final as well for uh, West Ham. <laughs> was that, know, we got to ask, was it a cross <laughs> or was it actually a, a shot? Come on, man. It's been bugging well, me for years. I'll let, I'll let you off. It, I, it was a cross, but we're more looking at it. We're ready this. We're ready it. <laughs> Ain't one of my bangers, but I are um yeah. It, listen, they all can, don't know. So I, you scored a so bang for Fulham against West Ham. I did, I did. Um, but I was lucky enough to play. Screamer. I was lucky enough to play in two cup finals. So gutted I didn't win any of them. But listen, some some of the best don't play in a cup final. So I played. That's in the very true. That's very true. And obviously, you made your second England uh, appearance uh, in Switzerland, where England played yeah, Argentina. What a, what a game that was. Unbelievable, you know. Obviously, Michael Owen scored a hat-trick, so it was um, even better to play in a game for your national team and, and win against one of the world's best as well in Argentina. Yeah, what a game it was. It was 2-1 down with... About five minutes to go, weren't we? Yeah, and yeah. Michael Owen done what Michael Owen done, and he unbelievable. Did, right? yeah. What's what's what's? I've got a question from my my boy. Actually, he wants to ask, what's the best player you've ever played with? Every day, day to day, probably when I was at Liverpool, Gerard. I'd have to say Gerard. Oh. But 
Listen, I've played with so many. I've like Tevez at West Ham and Mascarano at West Ham. Yeah. Uh, I like Dempsey, Bobby, Simon Davis. Just good players, you know, and you play with them every day. Damien Duff. Play with some, I, I play with some good players and I, I, I've, loved, I've loved my career and I, I've done what I've had to do. No, perfect, perfect, perfect. What are you doing with yourself now, Paul? Um, obviously, with with football, this, this, you're not playing football. You're looking to get into management. Are you looking to do anything I, uh, within I'm football? Like, so I'm like a loans manager at West Ham. So the players who go out on loan, uh, Josh Cullen, Ian Garner, people like that, I, I look after okay. them on a daily basis because I speak to them all the time. But I, go, I go to visit them, go to watch their games and make sure they're they're okay in, in, in them environments, really. Oh, that's a, that's that's really good. I suppose a lot of ex players are getting back into, well, retired players getting into football again. Obviously, with um, helping players, and I, I think that's very good. I've I've called for that for a long time. Actually, I think that is superb. Yeah, it does help other people. Something back to a younger one that maybe I didn't get the experience from when when I was growing that's up. It. You know, that well, it wasn't like that then. And if I can give something. A little bit back to someone, and they go on and do do something. Then you can take the plaudits as well. No, I'm, I'm sure that's. I'm sure that's obviously helping with uh, hanging up your boots. Obviously, um, mentally, apart from apart from that, what else are you doing to fill your time? Uh, you know, it's football for for such a long time took up was everything. Obviously, uh, you know, as a fan, as a football fan, you know, uh, football is to some people. Uh, a religion or a way of life, you know. If uh, if Arsenal have a bad result one week, I'll be upset for a week, uh, yeah. you know. So it's it's quite it, you know as much as this you know the the situation that's going on around the world is quite bad. I'm I'm enjoying the break of not being sometimes upset <laughs> weekly. So I'm enjoying the break, you know, in that in that sense, trying to get the positives out of every negative situation. So, but yeah, was it was it difficult the moment when you realised? You know, I think it's time for me to just sort of take a step back. Was it a different? It must obviously it must have been a difficult decision. But you know, was there any was there any inkling in your mind that you maybe oh maybe one more season or one more month or or is this the right time to do this and and, and what am I going to do with my time? Pick up golf like a lot of uh, like a lot of uh, footballers like to do. Um, no, at the time I, I knew I was done. I was ready to stop. Um, did I want to? Not really. I miss it more now than I did when I first stopped. Wow. Um, so I've had a mm. I've had a little rest, and I've got two. I've got three children. Uh, my little boy into football, so I'm here. And then my boy, my daughter, all tried. But <laughs> I miss I miss everyday training. So I miss the banter every day. Oh wow! Okay. I, I miss the banter every day more than probably match days. But if I could, if you could. Say to me now, you could go and train every day. I'd, I'd go. Um, wow. I've started to miss miss it now more than I did when I first stopped. If I'm honest. Wow, that's okay. I I, I never thought of that being like a thing or whatever. So why do you think that? Why do you think that is? Is it because you're you're having more time to think about the fact that you're not playing now, or is it because it was in the heat of the moment? It was everything was still fresh. Is it now because it's more it's sort of settling in and you're more thinking about it every day? Um. I think when you do it for so long, 20-odd years, yeah. when that point comes, I think you're happy to have a rest. You, you get a little, I don't know, because I've got a family, so you can go and do this and you can do that and you can do this. 
I've been skiing a you few times. have a real Christmas. Yeah. 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 So I've been skiing a few times that when you play, you're never allowed to do it. So I've done things now that I've never ever done in, when I was playing. But now I'm getting to the point that I started to miss it again. Um, so I've had, a, I've had a nice break. I've had two years out to do everything I wanted to wow, do. Wow, um, now, I'm, now the, not, not itchy feet, but if you, <laughs> if, you said to, if you said to me, go and train every day here and have a bit of banter for two hours a day, then I'd love to, I'd love to go and do that again. <laughs> you got to come on a walk. You have to come on a, a walk and <laughs> yeah, talk. Mate. Yeah, there you go. And overnight, you'll laugh your head off and you'll make good friends, really. And this, like is, walking, this is another though, one. I don't like walking. Nah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> we will get you to do a forty-mile walk soon. Don't worry about that, mate. We're we'll we'll getting we'll up get to it. it. We'll warm you up to it. <laughs> this is one of our walkers here. It's a little. I don't know if you can see the message here, but it's a quite poignant one that Sean asks. You know, does Paul have any advice for kids trying to break into the game at all levels? How do you mentally prepare yourself for the pressures and challenges of football? Um, it, it, there, there comes a lot of pressure and a lot of challenges ahead of you. Uh, is there any advice? Obviously, what you're doing now with with the with the loan loaned out players at West Ham is quite amicable, and I, I can imagine you see a different side of football, um, seeing them go through their stuff. Uh, is there any advice you would like to give anybody uh, trying to break into football, uh, young kids? Mentally, uh, listen, I, I, they need to train train every day or when they train properly every, all the time. But then, but then, most of all, they need to enjoy playing football. Once you stop enjoying it, there's, there's no point because it's like uh, slogging a dead horse. Just, there's no point. Yeah. You just need to enjoy it, play with a smile, and and the and the rest comes, you know. And if, if people are watching and you, and you're giving it hundred percent, they'll keep coming back to watch you. But no, I agree. the once you, the one time someone's there and you don't try. It's finished. There's no point. So, uh, for me, if I think I need to try hard all the time, train, train and play properly all the time, but play with play with a smile and play happy because there's no point of playing football otherwise. No, I totally agree with that. I, I, I as as a football player back in when I was 15, exactly the same. That's the, the advice we always got told: play with a smile, enjoy it, play to referees with and just just enjoy yourself. Don't ever ever stress yourself out. If you lose, you lose. It's not as, long as, as long as you're trying your hardest and you're playing with a smile and happy, listen, you never know what's around the corner. You don't know who's watching you at any one time. So speaking That's of around the corner then, uh, let's go back, Paul. Uh, Senrab, Wanted Flats. <laughs> there we go. So what? <laughs> what? the moment when someone, I don't know, figuratively speaking, tapped you on the shoulder to have a little chat with you about making a step up, what was what was going on? Obviously, because it's you know, as a young as a, as a young boy, uh, having that all you know, all of a sudden your life changing, your and your family's life changing, and everything changing completely. What was that like, and how was you able to how were you able to deal with it mentally uh, with such a huge life change? As in now, uh, well, when you were a young man, when you were a young man, because obviously, uh, you know, when you're a kid, you think you're invincible and stuff like that. Do you? But do you think you handled it the right? Well, obviously. You can't make any changes, but when you're a young man going through uh, having something happen so quickly and so fast or whatever, how were you able to uh, cope with uh, with it, with the changes? 
for me, I was lucky. I've got I've got good family around me. Um, Fantastic. Got good support. And if it weren't my family, it was my wife. I had I when I was at Charlton, I had a good academy manager. Um, Brilliant. I could always go and speak to. I've been quite lucky. So obviously Roy, really lucky. I could go and speak to Roy. Nigel Pearson, I was really lucky. I could go and speak to Nigel. So I've been. It's probably more now, but I, I was quite lucky that I had good people to go and speak to if I ever needed it. Um, but that's, that's that's very important, isn't it? You know, we, we, we see your feet. You talk a, a lot. You're very much a family man. You talk about your family a hell of a lot, which is which is nice and obviously nice to see. Um, I think Deacon's got a, a question for you regarding uh, a business. Um Oh, uh, a, a certain a certain restaurant in a in a certain place in uh, Pine Mash region. Uh, if that's... You're, you're from the East End, didn't you? Uh, that's it. That's it. So yeah, yeah. <laughs> we, we were gonna. I was gonna. We were gonna slightly drop it in towards the end of us possibly when this all blows over. Uh, of us possibly popping down and getting grabbing some pie mash and liquor and having a little chin wagon, uh, having a laugh and just anytime, mate. Anytime. Fantastic. No, go wrong Paul, with that. Paul, it's been amazing. It's been absolutely wonderful talking to you. Uh, we'll probably get you on later on in a couple of months and so forth if, and have another chat if you like. Um, yeah, it does mean a lot. Uh, thank you on behalf of us a lot for taking the time out and what is um, a very stressful time at the moment for everybody. Um, hope you and your family are very well and keep safe. Anything anybody can do, we're here to help. You too. You too, guys. Um, thank you so safe. much. No, definitely. Just give us a message, mate, and love to do it again. Top, man. It means a lot, Paul. Thank, Thank you so much. Love to the family. And you. Thank Cheers, you, guys. Cheers, Bye, mate. Bye. 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 So that concludes what is Walk and Talk. Thank you, Walk and Talk. No, Sit and Talk. We're on Sit and Talk now, aren't we? Sit and Talk. We've changed sit and it talk. to Sit and Talk. Know. We've changed I... it to Sit and Talk. I love, I love. I thought Talk and Talk was great, but Sit and Talk. Because it's about the, 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 you know, obviously walk and talk, and then you've got the sit and talk. It just makes sense. We are sitting, so technically we are correct with it. What a wonderful man, Paul Gajeski. Oh, a... oh, he's just so warming, dude. He, I just, it's just so warming. I felt, you know, just, just like my a heart regular still old racing. guy, just having a chat with him and stuff. Oh, I, I love, I love the look on your face. I just let you just run with it. It was beautiful. It I was beautiful. I love at first sight. It was, you know, oh, it was beautiful. It was stunning. He's a good guy. So hopefully we get him back on. Um, again uh but we can we will be back again next wednesday at seven o'clock yep. we're going to do this on a regular now uh we're going to have a few more guests so if you can subscribe please subscribe please like please share please get involved you know we have got this this thing that you can uh text us tweet us what, what do you want to say what do you want to call it text i like it text us give out your personal number that's yeah. <laughs> <laughs> everybody's got get out of there everyone's can put got on it already here. i don't know what you're talking about everyone's got your number already <laughs> but know, no no uh, make you've sure been in you the haven't... toilets again uh, yes typical. i've been scribbling <laughs> i'm always running around with permanent marker um but uh yeah no if you haven't already guys obviously just like the the, the video just down below it really helps us uh, and if you haven't already obviously if you're brand new to the channel and you've just kind of found us or if you're a, a you know part of my community or part of lee's community personally uh, make sure to subscribe to the channel uh, and obviously uh, follow uh, Lee um, on Twitter as well. Welcome talk MMH. Walk. Let's once this one. is done, I'm going to make it my. I'm determined to get Paul Kaczewski out on the walk, and I, I think we'll do it. Um, <laughs> the great guy. The, I can't, the, I can't the way the way he was like, I don't do walking. <laughs> <laughs> he'll, uh, he'll do the, get, he, he likes to talk wheelchair. In. 
Yeah, we'll get him a we'll get him a wheelchair. We'll just wheel him around. It's fine. It's fine. VIP VIP wheelchair. Well, that's what we can call it. We can call it the VIP wheelchair. Just wheeling yeah, people around. Everybody just the... buying them a pint constantly. Be... He, that's the thing. People will do that. That's exactly right. But I'm very much looking forward to hopefully if we can get it sorted to uh, heading down to um, Paul Konjewski's pie and mash shop because uh, I do love a bit of pie and mash and liquor. That is. Yeah, I, th- I think we're definitely we're definitely hundred. So that would be that would be freaking awesome. So very much looking forward to that. And obviously, uh, we'll uh, we'll either do a, a video do- um, of it and take pictures and everything like that. So we'll keep you documented if we do and when we do. Oh, yeah, I didn't make sure didn't, we keep you in the loop. I know, I know. We said last week we're going to do wear shirts and everything. Um, yes, his war is. I haven't. I'm wearing, yes. I'm um, so I. But I, I have I've got three behind me. Yes, you do <laughs> from the so Europa I got, League. I got Real Oviedo, Real Oviedo shirt. Uh, a couple of players that played for Real Oviedo when they were kids, uh, Juan Mata and uh, uh, Santi Cozola, who I met. Uh, when I went to Oviedo, I just saw him randomly in a <laughs> tiny little, tiny little restaurant. I walked past him and I think I was Santi Cazola in a restaurant. Um, and it was just after the surgery. It was like the last six or six months of his, uh, of his contract at Arsenal. He just had the surgery on that life. Like he had a, like a, ba- a sort of like a, a dis- like, was it, was it, like a skin eating disease on his leg. And he had to have like a, a graft from, oh, wow. from his arm and stuff like that. It was, yeah. Um, so he had a tattoo of his daughter's name on his arm. So he got it, he got it that bit taken off and then put onto his ankle. So he's got his his daughter's tattoo from his arm onto his ankle now. But That's an interesting fact saying I never knew. Yeah, there you, you go. Um, day, don't you, Deacon? They, well, there you go. He's a lovely guy. He is just as short as you could imagine. He is just as short. Um, but obviously, what was it last year? He was getting into the Spanish uh, national team again. Yeah, so, yeah. That's, so that's, yeah, it's, so been, it's been an absolute wonderful, wonderful chat. As always, Deacon, it's always a pleasure to see you. I can't wait to meet up with you again and give you a beer. When it's all <laughs> blows yeah. over, we'll be I fine. We'll be some, fine. I, it, it, I generally hope that we brought some light into people's lives. You know, it's a challenging time, and obviously, we've got this, this, like I said, this text, this bar thing here that we can put onto the screen and we'll answer your questions and get involved, get talking. Let's open up the conversation. Let's not shy away from what's happening just because we're not walking and talking. We can <laughs> sit and talk. Sean, Sean, wheelchair is good. Ed can push. <laughs> I'm up for that. I'm up for we'll, that. We'll uh, we'll have to try and convince. We'll have to try and convince. <laughs> I'm used to it. Yeah, yeah. We can try and convince Paul and get you get you in the wheelchair, and Ed can uh, ferry yeah, you around. We have to... <laughs> yeah. That's how we'll do it. That's yeah. how we'll that's how we'll uh, we'll sell it. We'll sell it like that. That's how we'll yeah. do it. Definitely, um, definitely. But uh, yeah, no. Uh, it's make sure to stay safe, safe everybody. You know, make sure you're washing your hands and you know self quarantine as much as you as you possibly can. As much as the weather is nice, I know we're talking about the weather and how lovely it is. Let's try and savor it. And the moment when you know the doors open again, figuratively speaking, just rush to the nearest beer garden and down as many ciders as humanly possible. But until then, let's just try and try and stay inside. You know, risk. Uh, you know, don't risk unnecessary. Agreed. Interactions and everything like that. But uh, thank you so much for everyone that actually yep, jumped in you. and said hi. Thanks for the thanks for all of the uh, the interactions. We really do appreciate it. Um, you know, we didn't want to take up too much of Paul's time. I think it's you know considering yeah. he just dropped dropped the dime he was just like yeah boys no worries um you know we'll 100 get him on again we'll go and see him at the pine mash shop no problems there um and uh you know probably at the pine mash shop what we can do is we can just collate or in the next time we speak to him we'll just collate a load of questions now we've kind of got the opener out 
about mm-hmm. the Fulham experience, the Europa League experience, and we've asked him sort of general questions about his mental health because he seems to be ha- he, he seems to be such a clued up uh, with his head on a, a head yeah. on a head on a swivel guy. Um, he seems to really you know know exactly what he wants, where he wants it, and everything like that. Um, I totally so, like the fact that he he does look after. I think that is such yeah, a big thing. You know, let's be fair. These players that are out on loan will know of Paul Koncheski. They will know what he's done, who he's played for, where he's played. And they, they have respect for that. It's not like me or you doing this job, you know. So he can put them into such a, 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 a like, like Paul said, you know, push them in the right direction and give them the right advice. And I, do you know what? I, I, I think that's just absolutely unreal. Fair play to West Ham for doing that. Fair play for Paul for doing that. I think I think that is absolutely phenomenal thing to do. And obviously, we're in a day and age where players get dropped constantly, and the youngsters don't generally make it into what would be the first team. You know, mental health kicks no, sure. in, and they just think- go on a slide. And you, you know, you've got people like Paul that will will gladly be there for you. He's, like he said, he speaks to them every day. So I think that is nothing but absolute. Magical. I, I love that. I do love that. I think that is that that that's made my night. Right. Granted, I spoke to Paul about the, the Europa League, but I think that that on a on a level which just really, really secured things with me. I like that. I think that's a really nice touch, and more clubs should do that if they. It don't says a lot about his character more than. Oh anything. yeah, massively, massively. I, I found it very interesting though. Uh, he said, you know, after after the couple of years, he's, he's missing football more now than he did the moment he gave it up. I found that very very interesting. Hmm. Um, that he's, you know, he's, he's he, you know, as he said, he's, I wouldn't say his feet are getting itchy, but it's, he's definitely thinking about it more. And it's when he said, you know, obviously, if he had the opportunity just to go training every day and having banter, it just reminds you of school days, the yeah, good positive yeah. times. Um, and it, yeah, it's very, it's, it, but you don't get to, you don't get to hear, um, professional football players, players that play for England, speak so candidly about their experiences and being very open. Yeah, with. With total strangers, I know Lee. Obviously, spoken to you a few times. I'm, I'm a stranger. There's loads of people that he's just basically wearing his heart on his sleeve and just being very open about very intimate details of his life. And I think yeah. that's once again one of those things that we take for granted. That you know, yeah, okay, we might have some of our lives on Facebook or Twitter, depending on what you like to show. Mm-hmm. But when somebody's in that particular position. Sometimes the media like to grab hold of things and share mm-hmm. things that maybe they don't want to show. And yeah. you have to be you have to be so confident and so uh, so mentally strong to be able to handle everyday life experiences that all of a sudden life could just throw you a curveball. Mm. Um, you know, as uh, you know, as I said, he he went to a lot of clubs throughout his time. And uh, for me, you know, moving from club to club and not even from club to club, but from area to area in different areas of locations, yeah. you know, obviously, make, you know, making his way from Fulham to Liverpool when he had a 12 year month, 12 month year old girl uh, just been born. Yeah. Um, must have been really, really difficult. And he obviously speaking about his wife as well. You know, he's got some he's just making mates in the changing rooms, but they have to sort of pick up their lives and, and move to another area and kind of start again. And you're just you're you're alone. Yeah, you're it's, alone, it's a bit, which is very you, you real. You don't think of this, right do now. you? No, you don't, you, don't, but you don't think of this when, and that's what like, annoys me. As that's an Arsenal what fan, me. you know, such and such signs for Arsenal. You, you yeah. don't think that he's no. just uprooted his life from Brazil, a totally different climate. Let's yeah, be fair. Uh, yeah, um, well, uh, Martinelli, exactly. Uh, Martinelli, just... it's exactly, exactly the same premise. He's 18 years old. He's just made a move over here. He's he's taken Arsenal by storm and the Premier League by storm. But you you forget about the fact that he's just picked up his life and moved uh, to another continent. Not even to another area, just an entirely new 
part of the world. And but people take that for granted. I really do think obviously you see footballers as as heroes and everything like that. But you've got mm. to realize that they are real people. If, that, you break that, it, if you bring it back to basics, they're real people with real thoughts and feelings and emotions. And just because they, uh, you know, they've got a bit of money, maybe, or they've got a bit of reputation or whatever, they are still real people. Um, and I get really annoyed when I see people atting footballers on Twitter and, and just saying something negative and abusive. No, they are right. real people. They do get affected by stuff like this. Just be, just think twice about what you do and what you say I think, to I footballers, think 100%. To me, um, obviously, you see football players on the pitch. You see them playing. You're cheering them on. You pay your money at the gate or you get your ticket seats or whatever, whatever way you do it. You go through the gate and that person is on that pitch is kind of not acceptable, like not non-approachable, not nothing. Or after the game, you get their autograph or stuff, something like that. You don't really have much interaction with that person. No. But the players that I know that play for Fulham and so forth, all of them are just so down to earth. It is just shocking. Like... One of my favourite players growing up was Barry Hells and him, uh, talking to him on the phone, I was talking to him the other day regarding this, this virus, seeing if he's okay. And um, it was just, all right, mate, how are you? Yeah, dad. And it just, just blew me away. Like, I used to watch you play for Fulham. You were yeah. Jamaican international. And I, I think we have to start looking at, seriously, talking to football players in the right way. If someone's had a crap game, I think they rolled their hands up and go, look, I had a crap game. That's not the exactly. end of the world. Okay. It's not the end of the world. I come back better next time. Not everybody's perfect. We we get things wrong sometimes. We get everything. You can't be regimental, so everything's right. And I think you've got to start leaving people with um, what's the word? Uh, what's the word I'm looking for? for? Forgiveness? No, not forgiveness. Just be nice to people. You know this hashtag empathy. Just a bit of empathy. Yeah, that's the word. You know empathy. It's, it's you just like need a little bit of empathy. You know, be kind. The hashtag. You be are kind. upset, it's... but they are also not too happy with the situation i can assure you um speak and, and and you hear it when you when you speak to them or you hear them speak as i said you know being able to be blessed to be able to talk, talk to somebody like paul Konjeski, you can hear it in his voice you can hear you it see in his, his voice. face you passion. see his face when we're talking about exactly. the, league. Just the, the absolute smile. passion the fact that he's got the medal he's brought it out it's 10 years old that medal it looks like it was made yesterday it looks bright mm. like it's you you know he's taking care of this stuff you know it means the world to him um, mm. and you know, you even heard it himself. He wants to give back as much as he got because he had an amazing time playing for 20 years, playing professional football. We dream about having this experience and he was lucky enough to, and, and obviously very skillful enough to be able to do what he did, but for, he, at the, the end of the day, for, uh, for, he did it for exactly. Him. And, but at the end of the day, you've got to remember him. he's, he's still, he's still just a guy from Barking who got to play for his boy club West Ham. You know, in a, in, a, in an FA Cup final, uh, Europa Score. League final for Fulham, you know, travelled around Britain, um, um, you know, made his way down the leagues, helped out people uh, countless times, I'm sure, and is doing now after hanging up his boots for a couple of years and is just itching to just want to still kick a ball about. He's just a guy, just like the rest of us. Uh, I think on that note, I think that sums it all up. I think, uh, like we said, on behalf of us too, thank you for watching. Uh, thank you, Paul Kocheski, for talking to us. 100%. Till next Wednesday, week. 7 o'clock. Yeah. We're next back week. on, aren't we? Yeah, next we are. week. We're on we're it. back on. So in the meantime, like Deacon said, wash your hands. Keep safe, everybody. Look after That's each it. other. If you can help anybody in your area, local area, please do. You know, Even just a chat. Even yeah. just a chat. Just be kind, man. That's Let's it. help people. That's Let's it. do something positive. That's it. Till next time, people. 
Keep smiling, yeah, guys. Thank you for Keep tuning sitting in. Keep sitting and talking. That's it.